This is the Cascade Hiker Podcast. You're going to find out all the aspects of hiking in our beautiful Pacific Northwest woods. I'm a country boy with a soft side. My heart wanders up north to the hillside. Now I've never met anyone quite as beautiful as you. Check us out over at CascadeHikerPodcast.com. That's right, CascadeHikerPodcast.com. That's where you're going to find all the show notes and links right there. Enigmatic like that of the cosmos. Never held your hand. I want to thank Whiskey Fever for letting me use that awesome track there. That was Tall Grass off their album, Gonna Wake Up This Whole Town. Find them at ReverbNation.com slash Whiskey Fever. They're from Cedro Woolley. Go check them out. I'm your host, Rudy Getzik. I put this podcast together to inspire you to get out on the trail. Are you putting in two-mile hikes, five-mile hikes? Are you sitting on the couch? Have you even gone on a backpacking trip yet? I'm going to introduce you to some folks that have done that and a whole lot more. So without further ado, here is the Cascade Hiker Podcast. All right, next on the Cascade Hiker Podcast, what's your name and where are you from? My name is Jeff Alt, and I'm calling you from Cincinnati, Ohio. All right. Well, hey, uh, I picked up your book, A Walk for Sunshine. And uh, tell me a little bit about that. Well, about 20 years ago, a little, I took a long walk in the woods <laughs> uh, from Georgia to Maine along the Appalachian Trail. And I, this was a big dream of mine. The seed was planted as a young boy. And as I'm starting to prepare to go after my big dream in life, I, I couldn't think past my brother, who was born with cerebral palsy and lives in a home called Sunshine. So I dedicated my walk to him, and 20 years later, this is now an annual 5K walk, run, and roll. So that's the story behind the walk. Yeah, when I first saw it, I was like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Like, you know, we're going to go for a walk, and, man, it's been raining all the time. You're kind of looking for sunshine. It's kind of, you get a lot of people that say that about the title. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, you, you know what, I, I guess no, not really, but but you do walk through more rain than sun um, on the trail. It it there's I can definitely say that uh, I had more rainy, cold, wet days than hot, warm, sunny days. So, um, but I I kept the sun in my mind. So, yeah, what a cool thing, man. So, um, so this was an ongoing thing for your brother. Then this was a, a childhood thing. Well, yeah. So my, I grew up in a, in a family that likes to uh, vacation outdoors. So we we always camped and fished and um, hiked as children. And then one on one trip, my parents set up camp in the Great Smoky Mountain National Park in Tennessee, and let my brothers and I leave their camp in a cooler full of food and head up the highest mountain on the Appalachian Trail for a night in the woods and. Um, we didn't have the right gear back then. We were just young kids. And so we had everything stuffed in trash can liners and, uh, filled two liter pop bottles with water. And, and that was the hardest thing I I had ever done. I mean, I felt it in my muscles a week later, but, and I was so thankful to be back with our parents and that cooler full of food, but the seed was planted, um, years passed after that, but that, that feeling of accomplishment remained. And, you know, we felt like, wow, we braved the dark forest. We did it, you know? And, <laughs> and, uh, so it, that, that sense of adventure was, was planted at that point. 
Yeah, so your uh, was it your your stepfather, right? Then that uh, that really also had a, a sort of a passion for for the Appalachian Trail. Yeah, so years later, he's starting to get the bug to go after some life goals, and so we meet in the Smoky Mountains. As, as I'm a grown adult now, and and he and I go backpacking for a three day weekend, and we're sitting around a fire uh, up on the Appalachian Trail, and we kind of both just decide at the same time let's do this. So he goes about it his way, hiking it in sections on his corporate, you know, weekend or week long vacations. And I decided I would wait till after graduate school and then bag the entire distance in one shot. So I did it as what they call a through hike. And so there's no right or wrong way to do it. And there's, there's pros and cons to both methods. Um, so, so he started from that day forward hiking sections and I put mine on hold for three years until I finished school. Right on. Well, I've interviewed uh, quite a few folks that have hiked the Pacific Crest Trail. So I'm kind of over here on the west coast over here, and uh, you're the first Appalachian Trail uh, through hiker that I've interviewed. So that's pretty cool. Oh, awesome! Well, you know, a lot and a lot of through hikers get the bug, and then they do what's known as the Triple Crown. So they go do the Pacific Crest Trail and then the Continental Divide Trail. And, um, you know, now after this journey, my wife and I ventured out onto the John Muir Trail and hiked from Yosemite south through Kings Canyon, Sequoia, and, and uh, up on top of Mount Whitney. And, and, and that's one of the most difficult sections of the Pacific Crest Trail. And we, we met across a lot of uh, PCT through hikers. So that, that was fun. I bet you're going south. They're heading north, and you probably yeah. saw. I mean, I, I I know you documented it quite a bit in the book, but uh, I mean, just counts and counts of uh, day hikers when you were going. Even back in what, what was it, '97 that you through hiked? It was 1998. Yeah. So yeah. So during during on the weekends, you, you run into a lot of traffic. Um, the uh, probably one of the big differences between the Pacific Crest Trail and the Appalachian Trail is the Appalachian Trail is intersected by roads. In, in every state where, well, in the Sierras, I can say where I didn't see a road the whole time I was out there except yeah. when I was in Yosemite. So um, you're quite remote, but yeah. So on the weekends, you all of a sudden you're running into gobs of, of weekend hikers just out to, you know, for a two or three day jaunt. Um, but then there's there every year there's, there's two to 3000 folks attempting to do this. So you walk with what they call a trail family. So people that keep a similar pace as you and um, so you tend to kind of clean together and set up camp together and stay in the same three-walled shelters together along the way. Yeah, that's cool. And, and, and you run into so many, uh, so many life events, too. I mean, obviously, the whole episode is a life event. But, uh, you know, one thing I was really captured with the book was um, obviously the connection to your brother, but also um, – you know, what would be, what you mentioned right away, your future wife and, you know, just the love story, the uh, family and everything else is so cool how you tie all of them together. Yeah. Well, yeah. You know, well, so even though I'm, I'm walking for an external cause, um, it's, I'm still gaining, you know, introspective of my own self because I'm out there in the woods, uh, you know, every day. And even though I was walking with other people, you separate during the day on the trail. So you're walking alone and you're meeting up at night at camp. So your mind is kind of free floats and quiet thought, you know, and you, you, you start to think through things. And 
man, I'll tell you what, it was, it was probably the, the best thinking time I've ever had in my life. And, and I, I wrote this book in my head on the trail. I, um, you know, thought through problems I never thought through before. It, I mean, it was pretty cool that way. And, um, but yeah, so my family supported me the whole way. And even though I, I was doing the walking there, it's those little things that can bog your mind down, you know, so they took the stress of having to worry about things back home so I could focus on walking. Well, and you did a good job too of talking, um, you know, about some of your, uh, your, the, the friends that you met on the trail and, and unfortunately all hikes don't work out, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, the, the first, um, 30 days when I w- started was the roughest because what the weather turned for the worse. Um, it, it, we were stuck in, in a pretty significant snowstorm, um, and th- that shook a lot of people off the trail, and they quit. And so I, nine out of ten hikers I met left the trail because of that. Wow. And the, the attrition rate is high typically, but the weather really did it. And um, it was not fun. I, I think I think sunshine kept me going in those those bad moments. And um, but you know uh, your sense of humor keeps you going. You, you you realize that it's just cracking that smile um, and finding something to laugh about yourself. Self deprecating humor can really go a long way out there. Well, one thing uh, that that kind of you know follows you throughout the whole book is. Uh, is your name. And, uh, you know, we've talked a lot about that in past episodes, you know, people get trail names or whatever. And can you, uh, can you tell that little, uh, part of the story? So the first day in the woods, I'm walking along and my feet really hurt. And I know what's happening. Uh, blisters are forming and I don't want to believe it because I've worn these boots for weeks on end training for this hike. And now on the biggest walk of my life, I have a half dozen blisters forming on each foot. And I mean, one blister is painful. So I'm carrying moleskin and you cut a square off that's an adhesive and you apply it to the uh, forming blister to try to prevent it from actually becoming a blister. So it's just a hot spot. I went through the entire pack of moleskin in a couple hours Uh and these blisters are still erupting and I'm frustrated contemplating throwing the boots down the mountain and and come to find out, in all the excitement to live my dream, I decided to try these arch supports out on the first day, and I'd never used them before. I pulled the one out of the boot, and it said left. The problem was it was in the right boot. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I realized my error. It was too late. The damage was done. I wrapped my feet in duct tape and stood up and realized I had just earned my trail name, wrong foot. <laughs> oh, man. That's good. <laughs> Yeah, and, and yeah, and, and that's really um, part of the trail culture is taking on a name other than yourself, and um, so that never reminded myself to laugh. So that that was pretty cool in the end, but at the time it wasn't very cool. So, yeah. <laughs> nice. Well, what about uh, you know? Let's let's dive in a little bit more um, about Sunshine. Uh, you know, what what is Sunshine, and 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 what have you been able to do for them throughout the years? Yeah. So Sunshine. Uh, is a home that cares for um, hundreds of children through adult with developmental disabilities. And it was founded by, by this couple who had five kids with developmental disabilities. I can't imagine. Wow. And, and there were no services. This is back in the 1950s. And people really didn't know what to do back then. So this family started this home. And it, the word got out, and it grew, and it grew, and it grew. And my, my family and I discovered 
the great care they provide because our my brother he has spastic cerebral palsy so he he his limbs flail and he can't control himself and and he, he can't talk and he can't walk and so he's just really hard to care for. I mean, he gets pneumonia from swallowing food into his lungs, you know, I mean, pretty medically fragile. And so he's now 44 years old, and we he moved into Sunshine at age 13. So they've taken such great care of him. And so this walk that evolved from my journey on the trail started this 5K charity. We in just this past weekend, Saturday, the 9th of September, we um, um, had our 20th anniversary walk, and it was pretty cool. And matter of fact, they celebrated my Appalachian journey, so they, they put trail state signs along the 5K walk. So I, yeah. it was the quickest through hike of my life. I, I <laughs> you know, I, I'm passing by these trail signs and um, taking pictures, and I'm putting them up on Facebook, and people are like, you're in New Jersey? I'm like, yeah, in five minutes, I'll be in New York. Or, you know, so it was pretty fun. <laughs> So, um, no, it was, it was a blast. We had 1,200 people that came out. Um, today we've raised uh, over $500,000. Um, and what it, the money does is it goes towards um, enhancing the quality of life for people, you know, with disabilities. And it's the little things like, you know, Medicaid and stuff like that will pay for your basic stuff, but um, not quality of life issues. Um, so, like like um, horse therapy or or pets or clothing, um, you know things you don't really think about until you don't have them. And and you know it's amazing how much a a, a pet, a dog or a cat can just brighten up your life. You know they have a way of communicating it with everyone. And so yeah, they've done so many things with this uh, money we've raised. So it's been pretty cool to to be a part of that. Yeah, so five hundred thousand dollars—that's a huge number, isn't? And that's all falls under your umbrella, sort of. Well, no, that that comes from from twenty years of walk uh, of this walk combined with my Appalachian Trail adventure. So, um, you know, it's a combined effort. It's a bunch of volunteers that come together. Uh, so, my walk inspired this event, and I've come back and hosted it each year uh, with sunshine and and many volunteers but this past year i mean the, that first those first couple of years it was just a handful of us putting this thing together now let this past year we had 200 volunteers come out students attending local universities and you know some church groups and but then we had you know i, I believe i don't know what the exact count is but i, I know there were at least 1200 people there this past weekend so it's 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 amazing how when you um, have a good idea and you take that first step, you know it's like throwing that rock in the pond. It just sends out this ripple effect, and in my case, a positive ripple effect. And people want to help and support, and you know it's just cool. It's kind of like the trail itself is, you, you know, everybody's kind of helping each other out out there, and and um, we call it trail magic out in the woods. And so that's what this has been all about. Yeah, that's magic for sure, man. That's huge. Um, yeah. Even you know, even just an inspiration uh, is something really cool to hang your hat on. That's awesome. How many kids? Are, how many kids are you talking about there? Um, well, and it's children through adult. Um, so they, they support um, just oh, just I guess it's the numbers change changes year to year, but it's just under five hundred people right now. Um, 
and, and there's some people that are real fragile that require intense medical needs too. Some are out in the uh, outlying community, living in in your neighborhood. In in their you know, so they'll have staff that live in the house with them, and then and then they have um, places of employment. So um, they have there's a coffee house that Sunshine owns that um, it's a regular deli and coffee shop, um, and they go to work. They have a greenhouse. Um, and they they grow produce and have a, a like a farmers market on um, Friday morning and um, you know they have a pottery thing so they do some pretty cool things that to, that it enables um, the community to interact with people with disabilities and gives people with disabilities confidence to be a part of the community so that's that's what it's all about is is um, integrating everybody and in, in, you know getting getting everybody together so that that's what that's what's been unique about the walk is there's there's runs everywhere you know 10k runs here and there but this is so unique because it feels like a festival it's we're coming together and there's a run in the morning and then everybody walks down this trail together and it's kind of like a walking party it's like a big Appalachian trail event so um it, it's just fun it's, it's fun yeah that's great I, yeah. And I was uh, I was really excited to see that uh, you also wrote something, and I think it was more of a kind of an update in your book um, about hiking with kids. Uh, is that something you're passionate about now? Uh, oh gosh, yes, uh, yeah. I've I've written other other books. I do have a book called Get Your Kids Hiking. Actually, um, so I, you know, here here I am um, off the trail, and my wife and I um, have our first child, and my wife has always wanted to go to Ireland. Um, her ancestral roots go back there and she's thinking, we can't go now. We have a child. I'm like, huh. yeah, no, we're going and we're bringing the child. Matter of fact, we're walking across the Ireland. So, um, we, that's, I planned an adventure and carried my daughter on my back across the Ireland with, with, uh, my wife and extended family. And, um, then we started to realize, you know, there's a bunch of folks that have that same fear that, kids you can't go in the woods with kids and so i started collaborating with some national park rangers and lo and behold we we started to do a uh um get your kids hiking program in in a uh, shenandoah national park in virginia it became an annual event and a book rolled out because of it and it's funny because a whole generation has grown up um kind of indoors with all the you know all the devices we have you, you literally could stay inside and live a um, an illusion of the outdoors just through TVs and smartphones, and so people have kind of I don't know lost interest perhaps or not they've people have forgotten that humans come from nature we're part of it and and you know that that old adage of to get you know think outside the box I think you have to get outside to think that way and and we have to put our technology aside and, and, and ground ourselves with mother nature. And, and you know, what's funny is there is a ton of research, solid studies that are, that are coming out of, um, of Stanford's one university sh- backing all this up now. So scientific facts and studies are backing these very thoughts up that we need to break away from indoor sedentary activities. Absolutely. Hey, I've uh, got a way to support the show today. That is uh, just clicking a few things on my website. So if you go to the show notes of the episode, uh, check out mytrailcompany.com. Uh, if you like Go Light, 
Then this is the original owner of Golight. It took it all back, has the original products and stuff. And uh, you just click through my link there, and I get a little credit for that. Also, REI, if you shop REI online, then uh, you know go to, to my uh, show notes, click through the REI.com logo, and it's the same website. You're just giving me a little bit of kickback. And the same with Amazon. If you shop Amazon at all and you want to support the show, pretty easy. Just, uh, just click through my website, and you're going to get the same exact Amazon. It's just going to give me a little kickback as well. One of the best ways to support the show, of course, is patreon.com slash cascade hiker podcast. And that's uh, that's joining me. That's my little spot there. And, you know, you pledge a dollar or five dollars a month. That all goes right back to the show. So you're supporting the show. You're supporting me. And I appreciate you as a listener. Now back to the episode. Uh, that's good. And I really like the title too. get your kids hiking, how to start them young and keep it fun. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So that that's been a fun project. Yeah, um, but it all started from my walk on the Appalachian Trail. That that started my writing career and speaking career, and um, you know, and I still fall back to the, to the, that trail and that journey, and so that it's kind of fun. Yeah, and this is uh, coming up on twenty years for the book. Is that correct? Yeah, so the the book uh, the the book itself was released in two thousand. My journey was uh 98 so that, so we just celebrated our 20th walk but the book is, is 17 years ago it was written so yeah um so so we added on a, in a walk for sunshine we the Appalachian Trail wrote a nice forward and then I wrote a little after log just comparing the Appalachian Trail then and now what's changed and um gear gears changed that's a big big thing where um Back then, I carried a lot of weight. Yeah. Everything was heavier. You know, my boots were heavier. Now, everything, it, instead of pounds, weighs just mere ounces. And by, by lightening the load, it, it's, I have a mantra that the lighter the pack, the more enjoyable the journey. And that, that's true with, with, I think, just uh, mental thoughts to physically carrying stuff. So, so there's a metaphor to life. But... Um, more people are finishing the trail now because I think because gear is lighter and it's not so burdensome. It's still, it's still a, a, probably the most difficult thing I ever did in life. And, but it, it's easier than it was. So. Yeah. We'll talk a little bit, uh, you know, about some of your other books too. Um, so you did write a book on the John Muir trail. So, yeah. So here I am newly married. Um, and, my, I married a woman who's who prefers hotels and beaches, and and so we, you know, I'm trying to convince her to to head head off into the woods with me, and she, we agreed. We had we had what we call the extreme honeymoon. She said she'd camp and backpack with me if I would train around a marathon with her. So I signed off on it, and so <laughs> so she had me training for a marathon on our honeymoon. <laughs> and that's brutal. That's 18 miles a day running, you know, getting ready. It, it was pretty brutal and um in turn she um threw out a backpack and realized being the runner that she was that if she picks up her pace she only has to spend one night instead of two nights in the woods i got you by the way so she um a few years passes and her brother unexpectedly died and she was completely devastated and um the, the one thing I had in my hip pocket was we need to take a hike, you know, and, um, I knew the mental power of a walk in the woods and, 
And so I, and I knew she loved lakes and, and beaches. So I started showing her pictures of, of the Sierras, the lakes. I left out the word glacial when I described the lakes. <laughs> <laughs> I told her there's a resort halfway. What I was referring to is, I think it's still there, Vermilion Valley Resort. It's really a hostel for hikers to resupply. Right. Um, so, so she's conjuring up, you know, massage, chocolate on the pillow, you know, and, and it's simply just a bunkhouse. You know? <laughs> so, so I got her out there, and, and I'll tell you what, she did it. After a few days of the grime, she got past that, and she loved it. Matter of fact, she was pulling me up and over the mountains because – the altitude uh, on the Western mountains above 10,000 feet can really, you know, cause some issues. And I, I developed some mild altitude sickness and she, it didn't phase her at all. And, um, so she was a true trooper. And so, yeah, that, so, so the, 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 that, that story, I wrote about it called four boots, one journey. Um, it, it's really some fun banter of, 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 a you know, a young couple walking through the woods and, and the funny things that, happen. And we did that for a cause as well. We walked for depression awareness because her brother had taken his own life. And um, so we had thrown a website up and, and man, we had, we had so many hits on that website. Our main goal was just creating awareness. And so then we get back from the trail and we get a call from some agency wanting us to lead a hike to Capitol Hill for the same cause. So we launched the book from the U.S. Capitol, so uh, and that that was just really, really inspirational. So, wow, I had no idea about that. That's really cool. I, I, yeah. Yeah, you seem to inspire all kinds of people to get out and walk. <laughs> yeah, well, and that's my main goal. And you know, and 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 to boot is they've proven now that that uh, walking for about ninety minutes a day, and this is a, a big study that just came out. Um, you can prevent depression because depression um, starts from ruminating thoughts, just thinking over the same thing. But um, by walking in nature, not just in like urban life, but actually in the woods and in, in trees, removed from all the domestic stuff, um, you, those thoughts kind of just wash away. You know? And so you can, you can control, you can prevent um, um, depression. Now there's more clinical, more severe types of depression that may, may perhaps not but um but there's research now backing this up so that's pretty cool yeah well no kidding and and I've, I've seen that a lot too i know like some of the wounded warrior things and um you know some of these guys that get out there come back with ptsd and they get out and walk some of these big trails long trails and man it's it's it seems to help out i i think that's one of the greatest programs that that has ever been created yeah um Two Marines, I believe, um, back from Iraq or Afghanistan, started that project, and and um, you know, but it goes that goes it goes back to Earl Schaefer, the first person to walk the whole Appalachian Trail, World War II vet. Um, he saw some pretty serious, heavy stuff, and and went out and walked the wood in the woods, and you know, did the whole trail, and um, you know, and he he went and did it two more times in his lifetime, so. Um, yeah, he was a pioneer that way. And, um, but no, that's, that's a great program. Well, you know, you helped me put a, a little positive, uh, spin on fundraising for, uh, events like this. Cause I, I've always kind of said like, Oh, here, this person's going to go climb Mount Rainier and they're raising money. And, and I just think in the back of my head, like, yeah, you're just trying to pay for your own trip, but man, you, you inspired so much out of this that, uh, you know, it's just, it's such a cool thing. Yeah. 
Yeah, you know, I well, thank you. I do get lots of contact from people wanting to do, you know, uh, adventure fundraising, and my my big message there is that. I did not actively fundraise on the trail, and I didn't do it to fund my trip. Um, now, there were companies that donated things, but I wasn't looking for a salary type thing. You know what I mean? It's right. where, um, and I kept that off the trail. I didn't want to. I didn't want to commercialize the experience when I was out there. So, um, so I and I actually wrote a chapter in a Walk for Sunshine um, for those that are seeking this on how to conduct an adventure charity. Um, and, and I really just outlined what I did um, to make kind of like a, a, a blueprint or, or an outline of, you know, and so a lot of folks over the years have, have um, um, inquired to me about how to, how to, and I've helped some people, but I, but if, if I know that, you know, I, I've backed away from it, uh, folks that are just trying to, you know, get a free ride along the trail. <laughs> that's not what I did. And that's not what it, what it was about. So, no. yeah. Yeah, well, it's a great book. Uh, I did want to ask one more question. Um, I also noticed that you have uh, like a, a newer uh, youth book series. Is that true? Yes. Um, I, so I, I, my best thoughts come when I'm walking. And, and I, I had this idea for this series because the big thing is getting kids interested, naturally interested in the woods, not just because mom and dad took me there. So once kids are old enough to like choose their own sports and 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 they can read, then you know saying we're we're going to go here. Well, if they don't want to go there, then you're it's like pulling teeth. So I, I created these characters. They're fictional characters, but they, they go to eat. They they go to each different national park. So there's uh, two in the series. One's coming out next year, and what they do is that. Um, their papa, named after uh, uh, Papa Lewis, named after Lewis and Clark, has this ability to time travel. So this is why it's fiction because we <laughs> we time travel, but but we go back and we we anything that you want to experience, you um you can go back and meet that extinct creature. You can meet the founder of the park. You camp with the Cherokee Indians while they're hiding up in the Smokies so they don't get flushed out west during Trail of Tears. So instead of just learning about it, you can smell the breath on that bear's mouth. You know, you can feel the rumble of, of, of that um, woolly mammoth walking through the forest towards you. And so, so that my goal was to get kids wanting to go there, you know, because they read about it. And so that's, that's what we did with this. So yeah, that's been really fun to write. So each book's about a different park. Um, the first one was on the Smokies. The second book that came out is based in Shenandoah. And the third one that's coming out this spring is based in Acadia National Park. And um, So if you're into history, it's loaded with, with facts. Um, but the kids inherit the magic to time travel from their, their, their grandpa. And then they're trying to solve mysteries. Um, and so the mysteries lead them from park to park. So, um, yeah, it's, it's been a blast. Oh, that's I like that, man. I, you know, because I have kids. So, what what age is that directed towards? Yeah. So the reading level is ages eight and up. So eight, uh, third grade through seventh grade, um, solid a solid read. Um, there, there's a program out there. Um, every kid in a park, and and the, the, the they they offer a free national park pass to families with a fourth grader, 
And I mean, that if you're going to do that national park tour, that's a that's a pretty good deal. That's like eighty five, ninety bucks. Um, and with as long as your fourth graders in the car, th- that park's going to let you in with no entrance fee. And and the idea is to incentivize families to get the our young kids out into parks. So um, so this series kind of goes uh, with that idea is to create that energy and intrigue parents, you know, and there's a lot of parents that are realizing, yeah, we need to do this stuff. And, and so, so I've been all along, that's been my kind of my energy for my through hike is working on that as I'm a dad too. As you, you have kids, what, what ages are they? Yeah. Fourth grader. (laughs) Oh, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. So, so this series is right, right up um, your child's alley. Yeah, that's great. And I'll have to have her uh, review your book on her podcast. uh, Kids. That would be very cool. She has a podcast. Yeah, oh, that's, that's awesome. Okay. <laughs> the Kids awesome. Cascade Hiker Podcast. Oh, look at that. Well, good for you. Yeah. Now, do you, do you co-host it with her? Does she do this all on her own? No, I, I help her out a little bit. <laughs> oh, that's so. very cool. Okay. Yeah. Well, if she needs a review copy, let me know. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> what, uh, what about... Um, what about now? Uh, just to kind of sum up our, our conversation, what, what, uh, what you know, you, you hike uh, over two thousand miles, five what was it five million steps? You keep saying in the book. Um, what about now? What, what's on your horizon for hiking? Yeah, um, yeah, you know, I, one day I'd like to go back and, and re-hike the Appalachian Trail. I, 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 it was it was a journey that transformed my whole life and my way of thinking. Um, there's so many adventures out there so so many adventures (laughs) that um the latest has been raising my kids to into the outdoors so um they're i've been doing lots of smaller jaunts here and there but um gosh you know just we're we're gonna head out west and do some of the um we're gonna take our kids on a national park tour you know and and wherever we go we hike we hike we we hit every trail um so no no big long distance adventure planned right now just um, but a lot of family um, overnight camping and backpacking. That's what we're doing right now. And, and it is paying off because our kids love, love to get outside. And, you know, they, they, they have devices like most kids, and, but they're, they also throw, they're not afraid to get muddy and dirty, and they, they, they love to get outside. So, so what we're doing is paying off. And, so, and it helps me, too, to know because I, everything that I do when I'm working with families about hiking and camping, you know, I, it's tried and proven with my own kids. So, um, so that, that's, that's the rewarding part of it. No, that's perfect. Uh, yeah. what, how, how about if people want to get a hold of you? Um, like, uh, do you have a website, social media? Oh, most definitely. Yes. So, um, uh, my website is jeffalt.com and, um, and I'm on Facebook. I, I believe it's Jeff Alt speaker, author speaker um gosh i don't have i don't have my facebook handle in front of me right now but uh, i'm sure if you yeah you could find it if you uh searched in facebook jeff author speaker yeah i'll put some links in the show notes there and uh you know i i would be uh hard pressed to end the conversation without asking about your brother today how's he doing aaron is doing phenomenal i i just walked with him saturday um he had a smile from ear to ear and that's how he lets you know that he's enjoying himself and um, he loves nature and the outdoors, um, even though he can't walk. Again, there's there's research backing up that just being immersed in wilderness and looking at nature 
is therapeutic and it can, it can de-stress you and relax you and and he he loves it out there um so he's doing great things his health is good um we couldn't we couldn't ask for more given his disposition so well, that's amazing uh anything you want to get off your chest here before we end the conversation <laughs> No, thanks for having me on. I, I did my, my main goal um, with what I do is is to inspire people to get out there and and have fun and be safe. Those are those are my big three things. And um, yeah, and so that's that's everything I I do. That's that's my my mission statement. So um, so I live by it. Right on, Jeff. Well, hey man, thanks a lot for your time. Thanks for having me on your program. Okay, that's the show. Thanks a lot for listening to the Cascade Hiker Podcast. Send me an email, Rudy, at CascadeHikerPodcast.com. I love the feedback. Also, hit me up on Facebook, North Cascade Hiker is my Facebook page. Twitter, capital N underscore, capital C for Cascade Hiking, N underscore Cascade Hiking on Twitter. And Instagram is North Cascade underscore Hiker. So pretty uh, simple to find me on social media there. You can also just leave a comment under the show. So I try to give you plenty of ways to get a hold of me. Do so. I want to hear from you. Thanks again for listening to the Cascade Hiker Podcast. I would leave this world for a beautiful girl if I could just.